Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Kilgallen's Pub, on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub. Give me a follow on all the platforms at simply at Joe Kilgallen. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. Upload new stand-up clips every Thursday. Uh, we're, su- we're starting a separate channel for the podcast. There are still podcast clips on the uh, YouTube channel. I'll probably share one or two here or there, but I'm kind of redirecting all the Kilgallen's Pub stuff to a Kilgallen's Pub YouTube channel. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I kind of just set it up today. I haven't uploaded anything just yet. But still, as always, want to thank everyone who's been listening to this podcast. Uh, thank all the last guests, Whitney Chitwood, myself a week ago. We had other people's names I can't remember because I've got a bad brand these days. And uh, thanks for uh, everyone subscribing to the YouTube channel. It's been fun shit. Got a new project on the horizon that I'll share at the end of this podcast. And today I've got uh, a favorite on the podcast. She's been on the podcast, I believe, more than anyone else now officially. She was on a podcast that I released solely for the uh, Patreon with Adam Burke because I just turned into a little <laughs> fucking crybaby halfway into the podcast. Uh, but it was still there's still some gold there, I think. So definitely subscribe to the Patreon if you haven't yet. A lot of... Uh, episodes in which i've had to take down for perhaps legal reasons and uh, other fun stuff and i give you sneak peeks to things before other people get sneak peeks so definitely become a patreon subscriber Kristen toomey is that person how you doing Kristen? hi i'm good you're I'm good right. well i'm you know i'm here you're here all right i'm well, happy to be here i should say well Kristen was talking about how she needs a dog i need a dog big time what kind of dog should we get you Kristen? any like any kind that will love uh love me and not shit everywhere so you want one that's already house trained? Yeah, like a rescue. So let's get you a rescue. Yes, definitely. Yeah, no puppies. Good. I can't deal with a puppy. Yeah, puppies are cute as shit, but that's they're time consuming. And it's they chew on everything, and yes, you they have do. To, yeah, I can't do all that. I used to talk about how raising a puppy from the time a puppy's born to like six months. Yes, everyone, I'm quoting one of my own stand-up bits right now. Subscribe to the YouTube. You could watch it. Uh, <laughs> it's for raising a puppy from the time a puppy's born to say the puppy's like six months old is more difficult than raising a baby from the time a baby's born to six months old. And my son's almost oh, six wow. months old, my youngest son. You think it's it's? I think it's harder with the dog because the dogs are like, a, a three-month-old dog could run. Yeah. It's like an athlete. Yeah, yeah. My three-month-old <laughs> son couldn't do shit. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Now he rolls over and can do like a little backwards crawl thing. But again, Aww. it's way easier where you're talking about chewing on stuff. I remember one time my dog, like just like a week or so after we got him, we got him when she was like, a little over three months. From, so she was a rescue, though. I wasn't like some puppy mill shit. She got like abandoned by someone, and we rescued her from some dog's joint in uh, West Hollywood when I was living in L.A. Anyhow, and I remember she shit like on the floor, and when I went to go clean up the shit, I was like, wait, where'd you go? And I'm looking, and she's like chewing on my iPhone charger, and I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> like, would you slow down where a baby doesn't yeah. can't do that? The baby shits itself. You put it on a table, and it might smile and giggle and pee. That's you the quick clean thing. Clean it all up. When you switch the diaper... Right. Yeah. There's that. There's a, there's a good 30 seconds of just the open dick. Yeah. They you know, pee. and they will just the pee because the, the air hits the dick and the dick's like, it's time to pee. <laughs> and, and they'll pee like, you know, poor son's almost peed on his own face a few times. <laughs> that happens because the pee shoots out, outwards. Right. Yeah. They're laying down in that, that slouch position. They got little babies that have like little hind legs in a way. You know how like their legs are always kind of like curled up. They're almost yeah. like bunny rabbits with those legs. When you, you swaddle gotta straighten them. them out. Yeah. Swaddling everybody is basically I be swaddled. It does sound endearing, doesn't <laughs> that? I want yeah. Kristen Early. I'm laughing because uh, this headphone sucks. I'm taking oh. them off. Um, you can keep yours on. Tell me if I sound terrible. No, you sound good. When I walked in, you were hanging out in our green room here at the 
Pop Studios, or, or sorry, POC Studios, People of Comedy. Everyone check out the People of Comedy Network. It used to be called Pop, right? It's still called Pop. There's two. It's two entities, Joe. Pop is a production company. POC is the network. Okay. That's confusing. It's too many. Make one thing. All right. <laughs> being an asshole. It's whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All right. We're in the green room here. And uh, there was an empty laundry basket, one of those tall ones. And I said to Kristen, can I put this over you? And yeah. you're like, yeah, sure. You, I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to now. Because I thought it would be somewhere you're like, no, why the fuck would you put a laundry basket yeah. over me? So that's swaddling. Yeah, Swaddling's I not was putting ready. a laundry basket over anyone, but I was ready to get swa- basket. Basket. Swaddled. I don't know. <laughs> I call like putting the baby in like a little burrito thing. Yeah. Because you're like tying them up and their arms are down and you know. Yeah. One I forget how to do it exactly, but it is like a burrito. And like you put one arm on top, one underneath, wrap them up. Yeah, I need we need to you need to do an adult need, version? Yeah. Why don't we get you a sleeping bag? It's essentially the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You go on uh, Facebook Marketplace and find you like a like a hooded uh, sleeping, bag, sleeping and that's bag from 86. Just when I'm gonna live in. Yeah. A who a hooded one? You ever sleep in a hooded sweatshirt with the hood up? I'm going to now tonight. It's nice. Sad. I like sleeping with a sweatshirt on. <laughs> and then I put Being a little a, chilly. I put a pillow by my ankle and I pretended it was a dog. <laughs> that's the most depressing shit I've ever heard in my life. God well, damn, you I'm named this after the Joker. This oh yeah, Joker for for, our, for everyone listening, if you don't watch us, we Facebook Live this podcast, and I always try to come up with a question. <laughs> Kristen's doing the Joker smile thing. Uh, can you do the laugh? I haven't seen it. I'm trying it's to do the laugh. Well, you know the much. Joker laugh from like just. A <laughs> it's like weird. Was that I bad, James? Was that a bad did. one? It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. You sound dude, Joaquin Phoenix was the shit, and he I should win him. the Oscar. I don't know who else is going to go up against it, but he probably won't because they don't want to reward yeah, such a dark kind of movie. Yeah, because the fucking industries, yeah. everyone's all like, you can't have a movie that's, oh, you can't have a movie that's kind of based in reality. Bro, the lead movie that won two years ago was about a woman fucking a fish. Yeah. So, like, shut up. Dude. I know. Like, what the was Joker, that? The, the, the Guillermo del Toro flick with the, what, 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 what was it What was that called? called? Fish, fish fucking? Yeah, fish fuck. It's called fish fuck. Starring. <laughs> fish and chips. <laughs> no, what was Michael that called? Manson. No, hold on. It was called... Um, Something with a woman, right? The uh, the the woman. The, I don't know. Shit. What uh, was Shape it? of Water? Shape of Water. That's it. Never saw it. I have the DVD of it. You do? Yeah, I get screeners. You still get I get DVDs? no. I get the, I get them sent to me because I'm oh, I'm in the Screen Actors Guild. Everybody. Uh, so uh, right around um, January, December ish, I will get the screeners because they want me to like yeah. vote for like what could win, and they cool. try to like bribe you. Go here's a free, you know. So that's why I don't see movies in the theater that often anymore. Because I know any ones that are Oscar worthy, I'll just get for free. Yeah, but I didn't awesome. watch a lot of the ones like the la- last year. One year I watched a ton of them. Last year, half of them I'm like, I just didn't care enough to watch. I saw. I mean, the favorite I still want to see. I didn't watch Bohemian Rhapsody, but because half the people I know were like, Bohemian Rhapsody is the best thing ever, and the other half were like, dog wait, shit. Wait, what's the problem with Joker? Why is everybody? No, upset Joker's about got it? mixed reviews because it's a very dark movie. But yeah. I know a lot of critics didn't. I don't know what it is. I feel. Some of it is just the time we're living in where things can't just be taken at face value. It's have to, you have to dig deeper. Yeah. And there is a lot of there's a lot to dig in this movie. There's a lot of deep dig. By the way, spoiler alert, if you've seen the Joker, well, we're going to talk about it for like four or five minutes because Kristen hasn't seen it. So we're not going to get too deep. And plus, I got into it last week, uh, but I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. So pause it or we're not pause it, but fast forward. <laughs> pause you're listening, it forever. You're listening at home. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to this podcast ever again. Now, um. I don't know. I just saw a lot of critics just said the dark tone of it made them nervous or they didn't like it or there's been a lot of think pieces and blog posts about how 
they don't like the influence. And it feels like the media was like disappointed that there wasn't a shooting based off of it. Oh, absolutely. They were like, oh, we were really hoping. I mean, they weren't saying that, but that's the way the media yeah. drives shit. Yeah. They're they like, want clicks so they can make. They're it like, out. oh, please, someone shoot up a theater dressed as the Joker so we could see, see, see. You know, I. There is a part of the population that wants to control art, and they might not think it, but they do. Mm. I really, that's, I know that's kind of like deep conspiracy shit. I'm just laying on everyone no, uh, right now, but I definitely sense you that. Think? You think? I, I don't know. You think I'm way off base with that? <laughs> No, dude. I think you, that. Oh, I think I'm right. I'm right. Duh. Yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit. Um, I didn't. You know, I felt. I felt attacked by Joker, the Joker movie. Actually. <laughs> um, no, I. I love. No. no, I just. It. It. It was like t the trailer was like too much for me. It's and one of those movies. Him where... dancing on the stairs. And I love him, so I'm not, like, knocking him at all or anybody. But I'm just saying, like, him dancing on the stairs, I'm like, I think I've danced on those stairs. I don't know where they They're are. They're in the Bronx. Okay. You well, have not. You've been in New York, like, you haven't been that part of the Bronx. You know, Stratford Mall here in Schaumburg yeah. has, has stairs like that. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I want to do Can we do a Joker reenactment of Kristen Toomey doing those moves? Oh, yeah, my God, dude. that would be the Let's scariest go thing. Right I'm going to be Harley Quinn for um, Halloween because I got – I was at Goodwill, and um, there was a, a dress costume with, like, black diamonds on it. And it was, like, seven bucks with the tag still on Move it. Move the mic a little bit closer to you. With the tag Thank still you. on it. Seven bucks? Yeah. I love so Goodwill. So I was like, you know, I got a show on Halloween that I got to get dressed up for. So I thought a $7 costume is a pretty good deal. I'm going to be Woody from Toy Story. I Are haven't you? got my costume yet. But, yeah, I'm going to do it. Because my son's going to be Buzz Lightyear and my other son's going to be Rex. Oh, my God. I'll show God, you pictures of them because we, we tried on their costumes. That's so It'll make your ovaries move. <laughs> That's how cute these fucking pictures are. But um, <laughs> They are moving anyway. With the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was, they were making fun of it on something about how that song choice was crazy. For when he kind of like starts to turn into the Joker. Like when he does turn into the Joker. Oh, when Rock and Roll Part 2 came yes, on? Yes, Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. <laughs> And what I like how that? everyone's like, get, Child you know the song if you heard it. I'm saying that I like that song choice, but because I'm a kid that grew up in Chicago in the 90s, yeah. and that song is synonymous with the Bulls dynasty. Play play like a, a snip of it. I can play a, I can play a little bit of it. You, it's, it so when like he's turning Bulls into the game. Joker, this comes on? Yeah. Oh, oh God, this is going to freak me out. Part two. It's Honestly, you'll be like, what the fuck are you serious when, they, when you hear it? It's this song. Yeah, let's hear it, everybody. Shut up. That's what they play? Yeah, yeah what's going on the staircase? That's scary, dude. It's like, okay. Well, they're playing it when he's leaving his That's apartment after a really awesome scene that we won't go into anymore. I love that song. I'm, yes, because you grew up in Chicago yeah. in the 90s. So, like, it's... So when people that's, were shitting on it online, I'm like, you do scared. not know how much. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. I can't handle this movie. But apparently Gary Glitter, the, the artist, like molested kids or molested a couple yeah, kids. Yeah, he's in like a concentration oh, on, camp man. in Cambodia or some shit. Yeah. But here's the kids. thing. That song didn't molest anybody. That's right. Okay. So Michael I'm Jackson still forever, I'm still going to enjoy the song. I don't I don't I can set like obviously uh, I didn't need to know. I'm that. weird about separating the art from the artist. God, I didn't want to know that at all. It's still There's a good song. on the Bulls song, Up and Down. <laughs> All over the place. I got. I used to God. get goosebumps hearing that song. I yeah, remember being a kid. Yeah, now it's getting ruined by the no, second. He didn't, like, I don't, if it, look, if the song was played while he was doing it, that'd be like, oh, oh, fuck, man. Stop it. Come on, dude. That's terrible. <laughs> but, uh.
Yeah, I, I don't know. The whole. So wait, but the, then ugh, that really set a tone. But it's a dark movie. There are scenes where then it's, does he kill people? Yes, he kills people. Yeah. By himself? Yeah. Yeah. He's the Joker. He's an agent of chaos. I... But he's not an agent of chaos in this movie. He's not, but that's what he becomes. Because he comes to the point where I don't like it because he's getting bullied. I don't want to like ruin it from him. Yeah, it. like here, that shit I can't watch. They're dude. actually that makes me I caught, so crazy when it's like yes, yeah. No, and that's where they do a good job in the movie because you you get sympathy for him, for the Joker. Yeah, you but know, because he goes through a lot of shit. I can't watch that though. Um, it's I can't it's watch tough shit with like the that. there's mental illness in it. It's a big theme of it is mental illness that the Joker has and. Um, off the air, you and I could talk about part of it. Yeah. There's a part that I think is really interesting that I actually heard. I'll give um, credit to uh, Andrew Schultz. I caught him and um, that dude Kaj is his name that he does a podcast with. Okay. They were talking about it. I came across it on YouTube. And they, I was agreeing with him on a lot of stuff on it because I'm like, oh, I thought that too. So one part that's interesting is how the idea that like he comes to the conclusion that nothing matters. And the, the whole line is, I used to think my life was a tragedy, and then I realized it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. you know. And then that's when he just stops giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's just like, if nothing matters, then chaos. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, he's that's not. It's like every day, James all said, day for me, so why would I want to pay to see that? Are you an agent of chaos? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, trying to take the tragedy that is life and making it funny is like what we're supposed to be doing, but it's hard to do. But the Joker himself isn't funny. The Joker's never no, really been funny. No, he's not. He's funny. like the worst comic ever. He's like, that's the whole idea. Calling himself the Joker is like when you when uh, the mafia calls the, their big fat guy tiny. Okay. You know? yeah. He's not exact. He's not actually tiny. He, he wasn't fat. funny. No, well, he's a failed open micer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's my it turns hurt. into it. <laughs> it's really making my tits hurt. <laughs> Why do your tits hurt? Because I'm sensitive. <laughs> my ovaries are moving and my tits hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and the bulls guy is a creep. God, you wish you didn't come this on. This is a podcast. tragedy. <laughs> I thought life was a comedy. Turns out I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking awful. Oh man, I want to see it again though. I gotta see it again. I um, because it's one of those movies that where you're further removed from it, you appreciate more. Yeah. I'm gonna go in in a sleeping bag with the hood. <laughs> I don't know if they'll watch it like that, and yeah. watch it and go, my tits are. <laughs> That was another big part of it. They were saying that like they, some movie theaters wouldn't sell single. That laugh was very Joker ass. That laugh you just did there. Um, for real. Um, that <laughs> some movie theaters weren't selling. If you came by yourself, they wouldn't sell your ticket. Like you were You're a guy. That was a hoax. Was that a hoax? Yeah, but it was right. funny though. It's not funny. That makes That's me sad for what? Because I, you know, I had to go with my cousin because I didn't think I, I didn't want to go alone to it. <laughs> That's why I saw it a week after everyone else. Bro, they won't let me in. Get I finally over. was like, dude, come to this movie with me. <laughs> And he didn't like it because he's dedicated to the comics. And his whole thing was, that movie was not the Joker. It should have been called Clown or something. I'm like, fuck him. No, I get it. Well, I'm going to say that, man. Is Batman in it? A young Bruce Wayne is in it. Yes. He's like a little kid in it. Because the Waynes are like a prominent family in Gotham. So they're in the backdrop of the movie. And it plays... A central role, actually. Anyway, when I go see it for the second time, you can come with for the first time. Yeah. Let's let's do this shit. I'm gonna wear something like a safety blanket. Of some <laughs> it's like a thunder jet. A I would be the most blanket. dangerous person. Polarized in the sunglasses or something. Yeah. Yes. 
it's dark. It's dark flick, but man, I, I fuck it, dude. He better win best act, best actor. Joaquin. He's my favorite though. He was so fucking good He's in that so movie. He's so good. The way he got, he got so skinny for it. Yeah, and dude, you felt it, man. You fucking felt it, like that pain. But obviously, when he takes it to where he takes it, then you step back by going, "Oh, Jesus Christ, this is just." Good fucking movie, man. And, and, and people got to give Todd Phillips credit because this is a dude whose resume was road trip, hangover, old school. Those were his previous written and directed by movies. Oh, wow. And this is his first drama I know of. Bradley Cooper is a producer on it. Yeah, I saw that in the credits. Yeah, I saw it in the credits, yeah. I was like, is that the Bradley Cooper? Well, people were like, well, he was ripping off Scorsese. Scorsese was practically an assistant on it, or a consultant, I mean. Yeah. Because he was like, he was talking to Scorsese. Yeah. Scorsese's his favorite director. This was like an, an ode to him or an homage to yeah. Uh, taxi Driver and um, King of Comedy or whatever. Yep. You know that's why that's why De Niro was in yep. it. That's why he specifically wanted De Niro for the role that De Niro was in. Because yep. De Niro's in it. Oh, he is. So some comics are in it. You're the dude used to open for Chris Redzim in it. Is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. No. I live in a vacuum. You live in an apartment next to your mom, who yeah. apparently who I need to borrow some of these uh, <laughs> soundproof tiles before the podcast. Jamo's killing it. What's I'm your mom's not, name? I call her J-Mo. What, she drinks Jameson? No, she doesn't drink. What's her name? Joyce. Joyce, but J-Mo. J-Mo, okay. I call her. <laughs> but apparently J-Mo has gotten her groove back hard these she days. Is. She's killing it. You, and you, we share a bedroom wall. and uh, Sleep on the couch, Kristen. I am. I have okay. to sleep on the couch. But I need some of these things. I got Somebody. plenty left over if you want. <laughs> what are you hearing? Are you just hearing moaning? I don't hear anything because I leave. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything. It'd be bad but if you're I hearing know... your mom yell, switch positions. Uh, oh, my but God. But I know that she's like, I can hear when she's like rearranging her closet. So uh. I'm like, I can't. If he's there, I just don't go in, in the room. I got to get a new place to live. So you've 100% heard them having sex, though? No. You, Why? Well, you're just assuming they're banging. Maybe right. they're not. Right, but it's. It's too much of a risk. I don't want to risk it. Okay. Well, shouldn't you be happy for your mother? I am, but you should see her in the morning and be like, "Here's a high five and a Gatorade. You had a rough night. <laughs> Let's replenish. <laughs> Let's get those electrolytes back up, Mom. I heard you sweating in there. There's no way he was on top the whole time. I've seen him. He's he gets winded up a flight of steps. That dude. I don't know. Think I don't know anything about this man. He's nice. He He's a be, good guy. He could be ripped. I, he sounds like a gentleman. He is. He buys He's her going flowers. down on her? I don't right. know. All right. I'm just trying to make you uncomfortable Holy now. I'm sorry, Tim. This whole podcast has been shattering your world. Oh, my Making world. your tits hurt. Making your brain hurt. <laughs> my ovaries move. Ovaries are dancing. Okay, well. To the Bulls theme song. That song, don't. always, man. You, I realize how awesome we have it now in this generation. When I was a kid, I was an obsessed with sports fan in the 90s like I am today. I couldn't go on YouTube because YouTube didn't exist to watch highlights of Jordan set to cool music. Yep. Now you could go on and watch your favorite athletes doing cool shit with awesome soundtrack. Yep. You kids out there better enjoy that because <laughs> that like was really hard. I remember when. Sorry about the continent of plastic, but. Yeah, sorry about all the trash. But look, <laughs> you at this. do have cool montages. Oh, I love a good montage. <laughs> It's you'd, a fair trade. You'd fair have to trade. see that stuff on TV. Like ESPN hopefully would play. Like, but I remember that being like the Bulls theme and seeing like the they would have the they didn't have parades, they have a rally, the Bulls. It was I know. a rally at Grant Park, like yeah. the second biggest park in the city of Chicago, everyone. And they would all go up at a podium and, you know, say some words and say thank you to the city and hold the trophy up and everyone would go nuts and then, you know, fill up the bars right afterwards. Fun day out. Yeah. Um I was too young to enjoy it, of course. I think Dude, I was when seven I was, when they won their first one. When I was sixteen. Or six. And they won. Um, 
I think, what year was that? 97? Yes. I drove my Ford Probe downtown right after they won, and I got stuck on Dearborn. Everybody just stopped their car and got out. And they were dancing to that song in the street. It was awesome. Like, people were, like, shaking their cars and, like, going crazy. I was 16, and I was just, like, with my cousin Jay. I was high. I was driving. And then we just parked on Dearborn for, like, three hours. And it was, like, a party in the street. Yeah, I got goosebumps thinking about those teams. I remember being a little kid. That was, like, a good time. It was such a great time. The 90s was a great decade. It really was. When I was, uh, yeah, like, Maybe the second title or the third, but I remember the Knicks got a lead and the the win seven games. But I remember hearing they played like that song to like highlights of like you know Pippen outlets the Jordan Jordan crosses over he dunks you know like you know like hearing that while the song's playing. Yeah. Then they cut to like post game stuff, and it was I think it was like Stacy King and he goes yeah the whole crowd singing go New York go New York go well they gone and because you know they just eliminated from the playoffs and then you heard it was so badass. I remember the Bulls had a commercial for when the Bulls were playing WGN here in Chicago. And uh, remember that song, You're Unbelievable? Yeah. You're unbelievable. Oh. oh, they would like, You're Unbelievables. Yeah. <laughs> and I swear, whoever did like dubbed in instead of the Bull, Unbelievable, they did Bulls. It was like the most Chicago fucking, yeah. like, Italian beef dripping out of their fat face. <laughs> unbelievables. Um, unbelievable. The Bulls. Unbelievables. Bulls. Well, this was a great decade. Anyway, yeah. I get nostalgic for the 90s. And some people are like, Grow up. I hate people who hate nostalgia. I, because what? Why wouldn't you want to be reminded of some good times? If you live in the past, that's a bad thing. Yeah. But nostalgia is just reminding you. What's wrong with that? I think if it's, I think it's good now. But I, I did definitely rebel against it for a while. Like I, I wasn't. Um, I wouldn't say I was like into nostalgia until recently. I think it's important the older you get to kind of hold on to those things where. <clears throat> I never really cared before, but the world's changing like so fast that it's nice to kind of have something that's familiar and it's grounding in a way. Yes. Sort of like with the internet and just the way things move so fast, it's kind of, you can get lost very easily. Uh So it's like if you have something that reminds you, I don't know, I, I get like you know reality feels sort of different now than it did a few years ago even to me like just the the pace of everything and my life personally is completely changed and so it's really hard to remember like who I am and what I like and what I believe in and all that I feel sort of torn all the time so something even as simple before you shit on that song by telling me it was <laughs> by a fucking pervert child molester that was a really nice a kid memory that just also got ruined sorry you know it's like nothing is <laughs> nothing is safe nothing sacred no I, I definitely like what you're saying with it's nice to just take a minute and i think that's what the past could do now living in the past being stuck in the past yeah. awful, awful awful place to be but i think it is nice to kind of step back step outside yourself whatever way you want to spin it and be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty nice. That was fun. That was, you know, I think what's going on right now that's weird to me is things are moving so fast, but at the same time, slow. Mm-hmm. And let me explain. 2017, doesn't that feel like a really long time ago? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, though. I hate I that you. year. It was two years ago. <laughs> what was so bad about 2017? 
It's just everything. My whole life. Oh, was that the year you got divorced? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, <coughs> no. Boo fucking be. who? It was great for everyone else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being an asshole. But no, I do remember that trend of being like. <laughs> Do you remember that trend where everyone's like, thanks, 2016. 2017 yeah. is the worst. Uh, 2018, could you be over already? Uh, yeah. 2019, uh, stop blaming the fucking calendar. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe it's you and your shittiness, or maybe it's just that's life. I don't know. I just hope it seems <laughs> so weird to just blame, oh, that 12-month stretch, it's your fault. It's, you know, well, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not the year's fault. It's like, just what the year rem- brings up for you, you know? It's like a very right now thing to do is to blame the year. To blame the year? Because it's, I think it's well, an easy thing to do. Well, 2020, I mean. Hindsight's 2020 my ass. Yeah. Whatever people are going to say then. I know, it'll be a. 2020 could be a very disappointing year for a lot of people. I do, I feel bad well, for the people. it definitely will be. I feel like, yeah, if Trump gets reelected, I feel like all the people who, it's been their life. Literally, it's been their life since he got elected. <coughs> they tweet about him every day. It's like their identity. Yeah. It's part of them. It's part of their identity. You know what's what's weird. interesting for me is like I barely have mentioned him by name, like Voldemort. No, um, but you know I just don't. I really think I thought I could just. I didn't want to feed into it. Me too. But, um, I think with this election. Also, I saw what like the last election did to people that were really invested in it, and it's like, yeah, um, I wasn't even that invested. I mean, I voted and and I did that, but I wasn't like campaigning or anything. And um, even the results of that election affected my personal family and my relationships and everything. So. The, you know, this one, though, um, I feel like obligated to get involved because I sat kind of sat the last one out. I understand you know? that. I'm it's just such a long process still. I mean, the I primary voted, process but is so long. I'm going to let it play out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm, not ge- whatever. I'm not gearing up now. Yeah. There are people gearing up now where I'm like, like a marathon not... of uh, supporting or I and I don't want to argue. Long. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I want to listen and then make up my mind. But, and I don't, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to fight with somebody about it. That's the thing. It's, yeah. I'm not going to argue about it. I'll just. It's very hard to change people's minds. Once you're not going to do it you're like that. You're not going to. And, and, I, and I'm up for changing my mind. I, you know, if, if you say something and I agree with it or I try to see your point and and I can see your point and empathize with you then you know I'm not saying I've changed my mind but I'm I'm open to that I don't need you to think well you a certain way are an intelligent person in the sense that you could be open-minded about some stuff because I feel like now what's really killed American politics for me is it used to be something that I would that I was into you know I, I was a news junkie I was always you know getting into politics with people much to like looking back thinking oh god it was so dumb what a waste of time is that everything has become like news networks i tell people to do this next time you're watching fox news cnn msnbc any of the big news networks do that thing on your remote where you could cut to the other channel back and forth real quick you know like you've had previous channel or whatever and have it be one of the sports channels go back and forth they look the same 
Really? Yeah. They got the desk, all the bullshit graphics, mm. the you know, the the lights, you know, I'm trying yeah. to make every everything's breaking news. Yeah. The ticker on the bottom. Mm. Uh, the ESPN one tells you scores and breaking news. This one tells you like, oh, this person oh, yeah, was murdered or all this do. kind of shit. Yeah. They they turn politics into sports. Yeah. And entertainment. A, yes, it is. And if you're on the red team, mm-hmm. you're gonna support red team no matter what. And you'll find ways to twist it and make it a thing. Now, when Obama was president, a big thing was uh, the debt and deficit. Everyone's always talking about the debt. Oh, the debt's too high. He's spending too much money. We got to stop spending and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Trump hasn't slowed down. The, de- the deficit's higher under Trump than it was under Obama. No, I'll peep. I'll peep from that side because mm. it'll make their team look bad. Yeah. And that's a fucked up thing because politics isn't supposed to be sports. It's supposed to be beyond that. Right. This is why the founding fathers probably didn't want political parties. Like George Washington was against the idea of political parties. Mm. Because was he really? Yeah. It was this because you think about it, people get they're like it's they're, they're fans they're fanatic fan is short for fanatic so it's same with the blue team um that guy's blue I got to support blue or she's yeah, blue see, I, I gotta like, like that like I I I think I rebel against any sort of like well I have commitment issues for one but <laughs> I rebel against being red or blue or whatever because I don't I don't think you should agree with the same i mean we're talking about a wide range of issues yes and you're supposed to hold so, the people you support accountable and you know and i don't think they the the right definitely doesn't the red team there's no what like the shit that <laughs> neither, he team does, does. Not, neither team does but I'm, they're in power so they're the example yeah, for sure right yeah is they do all this shit that if the other side did it they'd be furious mm. imagine if the democrats ran a guy who was married three times twice to immigrants, left the first wife for the second wife who he cheated on her with or whatever, um, banged a porn star, paid her off, which is like fact, everybody, come on, um, had all this collusion with other countries. And even if you're like, you're like, oh, he really knows what's going on, he didn't have business dealings with them. His secretary of state, the first secretary of state in the Trump administration that resigned after not that long, Rex Tillerson, has pictures of himself with Putin from 2012, mm. like shaking hands, having fucking cigars, like... All that connecting the dots. And again, five kids, three different wives, three different baby mamas, whatever the fuck you want to spin it. That would never fly. Yeah. No Democrat could run with that shit. They just, the other side would just make it their life's purpose to tear that down. Right. Their side does it. Oh, what, what are you judging American families? No, nah, like, you know what I mean? That's the, it's the inconsistency that I can't stand. And it's on both sides, but it's so much more on that side and so much more dangerous to me on that side. We're like, even if the Democrats are wrong on global warming, which they're not, what's the goal of the lie? To right. get you to be more environmentally conscious? What a bunch of dicks. Yeah. How yeah. dare you make me? I fuck turtles. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to make me have paper straws because those fucking idiots get them stuck up their noses? Come on. Like, you know, just that's the shit that kills me. And, um, and the left always likes to act like they're above that, but they're doing it now, too. And I hold them accountable, which makes people on the left think, what the fuck happened to you, Joe? You used to be one of us. And I'm like, no, no. Right. I believe you hold your side accountable. The reason we get, I, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of really good cops out there and they unfairly get shit on. But a lot of the unfairly getting shit on is because the good cops don't do a good enough job shining a light on the bad cops. I feel the same way. If you're on my team and you're fucking up, I'm going to shine a light on you and say, be better. Mm. That's like what I want in a manager. Which is why I want the Cubs to hire David Ross as their next manager because he knows these guys and will hold them accountable. So I had to switch it to actual sports. That's how my brain works. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's I again. I I've avoided politics on this podcast for the most part. Only recently, maybe James has it started to creep up a little bit. And we've talked about like what's going on in social media and stuff like that, yeah. and what's like happening. Well, I think honestly, in the world, but... I really think that. Um, and it sounds so fucking cliche, but I just think the fighting between blue team and red team needs to st- like. I don't want to participate in it. I yeah. mean, I, it I just don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I think that I don't want to be pitted against people. I'm trying personally. I'm trying to like stay open minded and get rid of like the rage that I have. And so I, that getting into politics is just like a rage. You know, people are like addicted to outrage right yeah, now. Yeah. And have I feel been. It sometimes. Yeah, and it's like Which is why I think I might become the Joker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. That was that was that was too much. Sorry. Sorry, Kristen. No, I was, you're fine. I had to we're getting too serious. But uh Oh, I love this song. Were you gonna kick into the song? <laughs> yeah. I'll start doing the dance. <laughs> oh god. Can you get me on camera? I'm definitely <laughs> dancing to that later. <laughs> No. Oh, hey. It's too much. It's too much. Sorry, guys. It's a small <laughs> camera. I had to like lower myself to fit into it. Oh man! But like, you're right though. It turns people off, and this isn't talked about enough. Over 50% of Americans didn't vote in the last general election, and they don't. And that's probably going to be the same number this election. 50 percent. 50% of eligible voters do not vote. That's crazy. Yes, that is crazy. That's why a lot of people are like, mate, let's make it a national holiday. Let's make it a this. Let's like in other nations, it's way higher. That's what's hilarious about Americans in mm-hmm. general is that we always were like democracy, democracy, democracy. And, you know, the shining light for the world of democracy. And yet half our citizens are like, oh, I got shit to do on a Tuesday. Come on, guys. So I get like got to go wait in line and run into people in my neighborhood. Fuck that. They just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's also because. Too many politicians, I'll, I'll put it this way. I like the politicians who say, vote for me because of this, not vote for me because I'm not that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's why Hillary lost. Her whole campaign was, I'm not him. Yeah. Instead of giving us fresher ideas. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why she lost, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, she won't, she doesn't take fucking blame for any of that <clears> shit, though. She, she, I've never seen someone not be like, yeah, I had a bad, I ran a bad campaign. Did either of you watch the last debate? I watched a good amount of it. I know, my, no. I know our boy Yang won that shit. I feel like Bro, he had the best, he he had the best debate. Well, and Bernie reason, was great too. The re- Bernie did well too. The reason why Yang did better, I think, though, is because he was one of the few people on stage who made every talking point about what he wants to do and not, well, Donald Trump did this. It's like what you're saying. Like people who talk about their policies and like what they actually want to change are way more inspiring than people who are going like. Well, I'm just slinging mud. We got to beat Trump. That's why John Kerry sucked. I'm going to beat Trump. Yeah. John John Kerry sucked because he was like, I'm not Bush. Boring. Yes. Anyone who runs on I'm not the other person never wins. Yeah. Mm. I don't think they've ever won by running. I'm not this person. I also can't name a single one of John Kerry's policies. I think some people don't vote because they feel like their vote doesn't matter. That too. I mean, it it doesn't. It doesn't. I know. But I vote. That's what state you are. I vote. Yeah, it does. That's true. That's true. And I vote. Because there's like women that actually like fought for my right to vote, right. and I feel like it's a fuck well, and men too. Yeah, but it, it's a fucking slap in the face to just be like, right. nah. Yeah, I think when everyone, that's I something think like vote, yeah. that. Sure. People like got dressed up and you know yeah. stood in line for hours to vote. It's sort of when you think about that, it's sort of like yeah, you know. 
let's let's uh, did Chicago's last mayor mayor mayoral I can't say that word mayoral election only have like a 20 percent turnout yeah, it was abysmal dude. it was like 20 percent citywide that's for the mayor and everybody is still local huge... politics impacts you more than national well and this was a huge deal because like Rahm Emanuel was fucking leaving yeah so like it was replacing him who yeah, wasn't popular like the... and no one came out it was a really small percentage and it was a runoff so it was two chances yeah and both were pretty abysmal huh? i don't live I within mean, the city i was a practical guy well so. i've always i wasn't i was always uh one of the people that I didn't like a lot of the candidates, to be honest. I with mean, you. yeah, we didn't have. I wasn't in love with Lori Lightfoot, there but were a lot I, of dead I know enough about Preckwinkle from friends <laughs> who worked in the county who are like, oh no. I mean, she's not terrible, but she just wasn't right for it. Um, it's What's your opinion, Joe. It's, it's my, it's my <laughs> correct it's your opinion. Show. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, the teachers are on strike right now in right, Chicago. Yeah. Everybody. I know. Yeah, I saw. Fighting that. for shit. I didn't get when I was a Chicago public schools kid. But yeah. they do need. To fix the schools, and I I don't know. We maybe have a nurse with the every weed day. money, maybe with the weed money. Well, now that's that that's they can. There fix was the a schools. breakdown. I kept referencing for other shows. No, I'm on the teacher side, but uh, the weed money is yeah, definitely the student side. Most of it is going towards uh, education. No, I'm not on the student services. side. <laughs> I'm not, I've seen those kids. Those kids are awful. Um, Come on, I'm on the I'm on the teacher side. Yeah, they should have books and you know, mm, I don't know lights and lights. Plumbing, stuff. sure. Yeah, but, stuff like that. Mm, <laughs> I'm kidding around, of course. Uh, yeah, let's talk about something silly here. Not silly. Oh, here's something. Last time I was going to have you on the podcast, it was like the day before you were going to go see Louis C.K. at oh, the yeah. Rosemont Zanies. I did. And go. that was, you know, every show he does these days now has a lot of like, fuck him. And, you know, and then people mm-hmm. support him, of course. Um, there wasn't that much. Fuck him. It, there was a was few there articles. Protesting. No. no, right? There was, there was just articles about people who were saying, I don't like that guy, fuck him. Like afterwards, yeah. there was a few articles about his show, but I I loved it so much. I thought it was so great. I stayed for the second show. You watched both sets? Both sets, yeah. You could talk to him? Like a creep. Um, <laughs> I was like, can I stay for the second one? Uh, and Bert let me stay. Um, I paid for the first ticket, though. This was the Rose Monsanis, though, right? Yeah. Oh, Bert Haas was there for it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I like Bert. He's the owner. Or is he the owner or co-owner? Yeah. Something like that. Owner? Yeah, I think owner. so. Well, anyways, the booker. Uh, let me ask you this. Was it... Did... I'm not allowed to repeat anything that he said because, like, that's part of the deal. Okay. You know, you could use did the he, yonder did, did, bags. You can't take notes or, like, repeat. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. What's it? Yonder bag is basically you put your cell phone in a bag. Yeah. And it's where you can't... <laughs> and just it's magnetic, back to you so you can't oh. film. It's great. I think... If so you're in. It makes you it. present. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that because I I was watching concert footage on YouTube of concerts. This is '90s nostalgia of concerts in the '90s, and there's no cell phones out, and the audiences, the crowds were just so much more into it. Yeah. The crowds were like fucking bouncing, yeah, and it looked so much fun. And I've yeah. gone to a couple <clears throat> concerts in the last year. Or so you you were at that same concert I was when we saw Liam Gallagher at the Riv, yeah. And I remember just being like, this crowd sucks. Yeah, what is wrong with you guys? Phone. Everyone's filming on their phones. Everyone's like, I just don't think crowds know how to act anymore. They, they, it yeah. used to be you fucking got <laughs> into mean, it. I don't even think you it's got just crowds. It. I mean, I, go I to Riot Fest. Go to Riot Fest. They do sure, but I've seen highlights from Riot Fest, and it's not what it used to be. What do you think was better, Riot Fest today or Riot Fest 15 years ago? I don't know who was on 15 years ago. It doesn't matter who was on 15 years ago. ago. <laughs> it could have been the worst lineup ever and would have been better. No, there yeah. are some things that I are just better in the past. it was better then. Guaranteed, too. But I think it's going to... 
you know, I think people are recognizing, I think these yonder bags are good for that. And, you know, hopefully that'll translate into stand-up. Like, Zanies in Nashville has those yonder bags. They use those. And I think... <clears throat> It's good, especially for like. Steve. Can people just put their fucking phone in a bag? Why does it have to be a yonder bag? Well, that's what's called. Oh, the brand. Or so they are the ones that started this. Here's a little bag. So it's they invented it's ma- bags. How about them? Well, it's magnetic pouch. Okay. And then you have to, if you want to use your phone, you have to like leave the room and have somebody just take the thing off. Well, I know from Open it. working at um, my first job in LA, I worked in the Warner Brothers lot, and if you went to go see like a live taping of a show. Like Mike and Molly or, or Sullivan and Son or whatever, you would have to Sullivan you, and Son. That was the TV show on TBS for three seasons. Started Steve Byrne and was executive produced by Vince Vaughn. I worked on it anyway. Oh. Um, shows how much people remember the show. Uh, well, you don't even have television, so I'm not fucking counting That's you not as me. I don't as even Jane know. Q public over here. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, if, when when uh, when people would file into the stage, you know, like stage 19 or whatever the hell it was on on the Warner Brothers lot. Each like building has its own like stage eight, stage nine, or whatever. The security would take your phone, and you'd have to put it in a bag. And then after the show was over with, they you'd get it. But I don't think they called them yonder bags. I think they're just fucking bags. Oh, well, <laughs> this company came out it, with yeah. the yonder bag. So you, but it's smart. So you because... put it in the bag. I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to get this out. You put the phone in the bag, but the bags you don't it's not in your pocket. They have the bags outside of the. No, you have your phone with you the whole time. Oh, the whole but time. But you just can't open it until you leave and have them do it. I see. So you can use it and you keep your phone with you, which is great. So you're not so you like, feel like, you know, because that would cause so much anxiety if you thought your, your somebody had your stolen. phone. Yeah. yeah. Or lost or, you or know. Or the security is just going through your fucking tit pics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. 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 All right. Right. Cool. So you had a good I'm time, though. But, well, you can't say what he said, of course. I get that. I respect yeah. that because there was a big leak about when he was first coming back. Yeah, someone recorded it. recorded it. And his then, set and then put it on YouTube, which I didn't watch out of respect. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I was the same way. Because I didn't want to. When all those women had their phones hacked, all those Hollywood actresses. Oh, yeah. And there was nudes of them everywhere. Avoided that shit. Good for you. Until James showed me Kate Upton. And then I watched the, I looked at those. Um, sorry, Kate Upton. I didn't mean to. but I'm sure the, she's fine with it. It was a. You know, we were, we heard there was a picture of you in a certain way, and I wanted to see it. So, but um, I uh, I remember when that happened, being annoyed as a comedian, because if you're only hearing, you're not seeing the whole set. You don't really know why, like st- stuff lands differently. Yeah. You know, so someone recorded like, was it the whole set they put on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought they only did like an eight minute clip. All right, so fuck that theory out the window, everybody. Yeah. I'm way off with that. But also, you're working on stuff. When you're mm-hmm. working out the beats of stuff, like I've got a new joke that's I've only done a handful of times about suicide. If that was recorded and put up while I'm still working out the kinks to it, right. people are gonna have a problem with it. Yeah, and I'm. You, I even talk about the joke because I've had friends kill themselves over the last year or two, so I bring it up in a way where I'm like, "This is how we cope with shit." By like right. talking about the subject, the joke's not like, "Hey, kids, go kill yourself." It's not. It's not a pro-suicide joke, right? But it's. The whole concept is basically, I'll tell the concept a little bit. This has happened, you know, we've had friends kill themselves, unfortunately. And whenever that happens, you'll see people post on Facebook, hey, check in on your friends. Because yeah. you never know what someone's going through. And I thought to myself, well, if someone, if I didn't know where you're getting a bunch of text messages from old friends, you're thinking, what the fuck, you guys think I'm going to kill myself? I'm doing just fine, thank you very <laughs> I much. I got to get my hair done. Yeah. 
I haven't heard from you in seven years, and our, our mutual friend kills themselves, and now you want to know if I want to play ball? I don't think so, you know. Yeah. Or if you're, you're suicidal and no one's hitting you up, you're like, well, that's that's the push I needed. Thank you very much. I don't know. It shit makes me laugh a little bit. But, yeah, man, I, I didn't – the whole Louis comeback thing that you and I kind of talked about maybe when you were on the podcast last, I don't know. I My whole thing with it is – if he has a fan base that wants to see him perform, then let him fucking perform. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then don't buy a ticket. Right. Don't tweet about it. Don't support it. People waste so much time and energy tweeting or posting or talking in real life, mm-hmm. which is still a thing, everyone. Real life conversations still happen. It feels like they don't anymore, but they still <laughs> do, I believe, about things they hate then instead of the stuff they love. Yeah. If the people who were wasting time on how much they can't stand Louis C.K., took a fraction of that talking about the people that you think you, they should know, mm-hmm. then I think the world would be a better place. And I think they would be better off for it. I think so too. Yeah. Louis got a fan base. They, yeah. they and clearly he's, uh, he's are okay with what comedian. he did. You can't argue you that can't. he's a great comedian. And not, you can't argue that comedian. rock and roll part two by Gary Glitter is still a fucking kick-ass song. Yeah. It's tainted, but it's worth is it. Is Louis tainted? It's worth it. Louis started jerking off in front of you right now. What would you do? Christ. Hey, you want to say that off the answer. mic? <laughs> Young Jamie doesn't fucking interfere like do. you do, dude. I don't want to say that. Okay. I don't answer. know what I would do. I mean, if it was. You kick him in the dick real quick? <laughs> yeah, I probably. Honestly, Put that silly someone, thing away. Listen, if someone. It's all red and beat up. Let's not say him, okay? But if someone like that. Or somebody that I didn't want to pull their dick out. Pulled their dick out. And started jerking off. I would probably be like. Oh fuck, dude! Knock it off, okay. and probably punch him in the dick and walk out. See, that's what I—that's why I asked because I knew I'd get a me. funny. I would—I was gonna wanted a funny Kristen Toomey response. But that's and me. James and James Webb over here, Mister Fucking Sensitive, had to be like, "Jesus Christ, dude!" I'm in. No, what? but I probably if like if you just pulled your dick out, I'd go, "Jesus, Joe, put your dick away, you fucking weirdo," and then I'd walk away. Or that's, make that's I'd fair. actually make you walk away probably. That's better. I'd be like go on. You should be the person walking away. But not every woman is able to do that, and I don't know that I would be able or be that confident about it if depending on. Who, oh yeah, there was a you know what I mean big power dynamic there. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, but I would probably just what be like, dude. I mean, but I'm different. That I can't speak for those women, or you know what I mean. Anyone in the chat have anything to say about what we're talking about? Nope. Nope. Good. Good. <laughs> Are uh, you so nervous? I think. Am the, I nervous? I, you know what I mean about talking about that. I just. I think. I, I think we're all nervous about talking about some things. And. You know, what we do can get taken away from us so easily. Yeah, and I have no other skills. And me neither. <laughs> I don't. Me neither, dude. If I did, I wouldn't be doing this shit anymore. I'll tell you I that much. I have a GED and I nope. have a high school diploma and about yeah. 44 college credit hours that I think have expired. That's what someone told me. They're like, dude, you haven't been in college in so long. I think you'd have to redo those because yeah. there's like a, a limitation on them. And I don't know. I'm like, you know, I'm single. I have no other skills than get up and talk and try and make people laugh and be stupid and silly. And when you're, I'm not the smartest person. And, you know, it's sort of like I'm definitely walking a tight a tightrope with my whole life. And it can be taken away for nothing. 
for almost nothing. It can, especially at our level. Now, what people don't realize about like the cancel culture thing and whether it's real or not, or what you know, um, I definitely think it's got to be a thing because it's. I've seen. I remember before it was coined the term cancel culture. I remember hearing people say, "Oh no, now this person's canceled," or yeah. like now we have to cancel this person, mm-hmm. and they're you know. So that's where it came from. So when the people who are like, "Oh, cancel culture isn't real," I'm like, right, "There's some truth to it." Well, otherwise, where where did the phrase come from? You yeah. know. Um, is that like obviously the big names with you know someone like Louis who's already has millions and a fan base and a you know, huge email list he could send an email two days out going hey I'm gonna be at the Rosemont Zanies in two days and the people who that follow him that have his are on that list in Chicago are like great and, yeah. he, and he sells out both shows or how many shows was it four it was I think five six shows six shows and he it sold, sold out. out super quick and they didn't even post it and yes it, it, it wasn't his email list it was like private dms i got i got sent the link from the manager of the club because no knew I, that but I, I think louis I has like his own louis. i don't think the club did their email list louis email list i don't think so i think it was all word of mouth because really? it went by the Are time sure some you, people you found out just... listen let me fucking talk god damn put your dick in your mouth <laughs> uh i think they he sold out six shows in three hours yeah. okay with All no promotion. DMs. Yeah. Double check on that. That's why I wasn't letting you talk because it sounded so fucking stupid. No, and not it's real. For real. I think he's using his fucking. He had a huge email list. He was notorious for having a huge email list. He's not using it because I'm on it and I didn't get an email. Okay. You're not on it? No. I'm not on any comedian's email list. Why would I be on a comedian's email list? Trying to help their numbers? They're my enemy. No, they're not. Yes, they Every comedian's God, my enemy. God, comedians, you know what pisses me off? That fucking you pisses me off. You know I'm joking. No, I, I'm, I'm gonna, subscribed to several no, people's channels. That pisses me off, though. Because comedians, I love comedians. and they're, You know what pisses me off? You're cutting me off saying. You are cutting me off right now, you cocksucking piece of shit. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. We already are. Are you in a bad mood now? Now I am. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Talk. Because you're being a fucking. Go ahead. Talk. Fuck. No, what I'm saying is comedians are treating each other like they're enemies is ridiculous. It's stupid. And it, it weakens comedians. If comedians would fucking bond together and not fold like a fucking bitch every time. And, ooh, I can't talk to that person because of this and that. It's like, shut the fuck up. Grow a pair. If you like the person, like them. Like them the whole fucking time. There's no fucking loyalty at all. And it's yes. stupid. I 100% agree with you. We can all talk shit, but I mean, the fact is, is like, Louis was, is my favorite comedian. And for anybody to be like, judging me for like, going to his show, I don't give, first of all, I don't care. If you don't like me because of that, then you're a fucking idiot anyway. But there are people that, you know, wouldn't go to that show even though they wanted to because they're afraid that that's going to make them unpopular or something. Yeah. Like no. you. You wanted to go to that show. No, I didn't. You wouldn't go. For fucking $32? Fuck no. I got off for that. I got that same DM link from our friend who works for the club as you did. He said, hey, I got he goes, what are you doing this date? And I got excited because I thought there was so like a So you knew that that's how they were promoting No, I it. thought that's how he was telling me. Because I, I didn't think, you know what I mean? I assumed Louis went, had his own thing too. 
that he was promoting. I didn't think the club was just DMing their friends. So the I whole fuck, they sold out Comics six shows from French DM friends. More is my Yes, point. I agree with that. By, I, I support. And I try to do that, but it's like, I try to. You just cut me off, by the way. Um, over the course of a podcast, people are going to cut each other off about 10 times. I'm not supporting you anymore. I'm done supporting you too. That's um, all it takes. No, I know. You know what though? I'm happy though. Because this is the two of me I want at the beginning of the fucking podcast. Not the one that's like, I don't know about shit. The one that's like fucking strong in her convictions. And it's going to be like, I'm Kristen Toomey. I got the biggest dick in the room. That's the Kristen Toomey I wanted. And I'm glad that I, now I know I just have to interrupt her a couple times. And then out comes the dragon. That's what I wanted to see. There's the fucking dragon. Huh? I'm looking for that fucking dragon. The dragon is here. The Good. dragon is on a very thick chain for everyone's safety. I was going to say, Kristen, I was going to say, real quick, if I wasn't married, we'd be making out right now. And you know, Oh, gross. Okay? <laughs> I knew you'd say that, too. That's why I said it. Anyhow, Kristen. What? I believe comics should support comics. But you do. I'm not spending $32 to support any fucking comedian I know unless they fucking really need it because I that's a lot of money. <laughs> okay, well, I do. That's great. So give me money. Okay. <laughs> no, come to my show and that's free and, and pay me yeah, just personally. Pay you personally. Thank yeah. you for that. Please come to my free shows and pay me $32. I think they should support each other by sharing. Here's the link to the latest uh, Kristen Toomey fucking album. Here's the link to the latest this or, hey, go see them at this show. Like shit like that. Retweets. And uh, that's a great way to, you know, support. As well. Yeah, that's it what I'm have saying. To be I do that. Yeah, I know you do. But I'm I don't not feel, you don't. I feel like, and you know what? But that also goes too far, and that's another thing I've been like think thinking about too. Because I went through, and I still have like that imposter syndrome where I'm always like, "Oh God, this is all like a, just a bad thing, and it's not real." And then, you know, why I think that? Because I'll say to somebody, "Good set," when I know it wasn't a good set. Yeah, I do that a lot too. We all do. So I'll say good set when I even watch the set. Right. I wasn't in the room. Right. So <laughs> imagine. So how the fuck are we all supposed to know what's a good set and what's not a good set? Is it based on is somebody good at comedy because they keep their dick in their pants or because they're fucking funny? What is the fucking measure? I think people are hoping it could be both. <laughs> um, well, you, it can't you can be. Keep your dick, you gotta <laughs> either take that dick out. <laughs> <laughs> or be fucking funny. I know. Um, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of, like, good job when there isn't a good job, which is we all are guilty of that because we know how hard it is, right? We know it's hard. And when you see somebody, you know they want you to say that. And you know you feel obligated to say it. So you do. Yeah. It's just like, hey, what's up? It's like when you ask somebody, how are you? A lot of the time when you say good set, it's like you don't really – want to know how somebody's doing when you say how are you right yeah so it's kind of like that we all do that and then so we we've got to stop doing that saying how are you <laughs> yeah saying um, good set when it we didn't even watch the set or when we don't have any i i, I mean i hear what you're saying because, because it feeds into people's delusion which isn't good for them right and what should we say? I think nothing. My, nothing. Like when I started doing stand up ten years ago, whenever it was, I don't even know. People, if you bombed at an open mic, nobody would fucking look at you. They yeah. didn't talk to you. You didn't talk to me when I sucked. 
I didn't? No. That doesn't sound like me at all. Yeah. You were a fucking jerk. Was I a jerk? Yeah. How was I a jerk? Uh, you're pretentious. Or was, like just like snobby kind of like. <laughs> I like the little shoulder shimmy you just did. But that's what I'm this saying. Is is like, that's the motivation to get better, right? It's like you don't want people to go out smoke when you go up or or be talking or they, you want the people you look up to to respect you and look at you or whatever after you're set. Well, I apologize. But then I everybody got so nice. I don't, I don't remember. Because right. people started killing themselves and we all were like, oh, shit. For me personally. OK, I'm speaking as like everybody. I'm talking about me. When I started. I wanted to do well so people would, you know, talk to you. It's yeah. like you had to do well for people to talk to. Sure, you. of course. And that was sort of like how you knew you were getting better. You know? Yeah. And there's really no, there's nothing like that now except social media, which is so not right. It doesn't, it doesn't correlate to being good at some, at something other than social media. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there needs to be more honesty. I just don't think it hurts that much to just have like, it's just like a little bit of exchanging of pleasantries. Like, totally. hey, nice job. Like, I but I mean, what if. Depends the circumstance. If you see right. the same person eating shit constantly. But, if, like, nobody wants then, to be the one to say. But I want somebody to, like we said out there earlier, I'm the type of person that, because I'm doing this all, I feel like, in my own head, I need to be able to trust that if I fucking bomb, that you're going to say, dude, don't, what are you doing? Well, we're friends. So you want your friends to do, I think that's the issue. The issue is that, I've seen it at shows here. I've seen it at shows in LA. It's kind of more, I think there was a lot of shows in LA. I've seen this where the comedian would do mediocre to poor and get off stage and had the same pep in their step as if they just murdered and go back to their little circle of friends mm -hmm. who all were just like, that crowd sucked or this, sucked. you know what I mean? They all had that where I'm like, you're not helping anybody, you yeah, know? That, I and can't. it creates that delusion and they're all propping themselves up constantly. Right. So and then they become like a, like a little union where yeah. people will pick their brains going like, oh, who do you guys think is funny right now? So and so when really so and so is so so, you know, and I think that is a problem more than anything. You as a friend, if I see you doing like the same joke, as eating shit week after week. I'm eventually gonna be like, you want to try this or just not do that joke ever well, again? We're I friends, but I can't do that to a stranger. You, wait, at comedians, you should know, like as a producer there, you know, there was that sort of thing where. It's like you have someone that is supposed to be like to me, shut up. Like, why are you talking about that? That's not yeah. working. Or even like do it in a, you know, in a give you a note kind of way too, or just to help and bounce it off because we're doing this and it's isolating and you get on these, you know, think spirals where you start to not trust the laughs. I don't know if you've ever gotten a laugh that didn't feel like the the laugh that you intended. Oh uh, yeah, sure. And that can that can you can ignore that, but then if you're let's say you get that laugh and then you go and sit in a hotel room by yourself for twelve hours after that. That's why the road is lonely, huh? It's gonna fuck you up, that laugh. Yeah. You're gonna be like, What? You know what I mean? That's how it starts. And then if you feel like you, everybody's going to gas you up and not tell you the truth, then you're only going based on yourself, 
which you can do for only so long before you lose your fucking mind. Yeah, no, I definitely hear what you're saying with that. I look at it like that's why I've never really liked doing shows where it's all comics there because you'll get a lot of disingenuous laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm all for comedians supporting the room and showing up to be like, hey, you know, I'm here to you know check out my friend going up or but whatever. that goes but either way too. It's like because then comics will play to the back of the room. Meaning, like, listen, people who aren't in comedy listening to podcasts, when we say a comedian plays to the back of the room, the back of the room at comedy clubs is usually other comedians, right? So if you hear those people cackling when the rest of the audience is like, what the fuck's going on? They're playing to the back of the room. And I hate that shit. I hate that because especially running, producing comedians, you should know over the last X amount of years, I'd always get annoyed because I'd see that every now and then were real audience members who fucking paid money are like, this shit isn't funny, mm-hmm. but they hear 15 people in the back laughing like they're hearing the greatest thing they've ever heard. Like mm-hmm. they're fucking watching Caddyshack. And it's like, well, that was a great movie <laughs> reference. And, um, and I go, this is, this feels disingenuous. And you don't, and I know real audience members don't want to be like, hmm, I don't want to be at some inside fucking thing. You know, like they, they, they sniff that shit out. It's unauthentic. Right. But then also, if you're playing to just the baseline average, you know, if you're, then it's like you're kind of treading on hacky shit. So it's sure. like it's you kind of want, the, you want the blend of the back of the room, and the front of the room. You want just every, kill. you know, just I just, kill. I just think do what you think is awesome. And you, you know, and if the majority of people like it, the majority of people like it, if they don't, they fucking don't. But yeah. I don't think Chappelle and Bill Burr and Sarah Silverman or whoever else the greats are considered right now. I think when they write a joke, they think that shit's funny Mm -hmm. and they trust that they know what is funny and they go on stage and they do it and it works. Mm -hmm. And maybe it doesn't work right away. They'll think, all right, well, I got to iron it out. That line got a big pop, but that line ain't shit. So I got to tweak it and do this like a lot of comedians do. And I think the true great ones know how to just have it where, oh, the people, the real people fucking love it. And therefore, the fucking comics start to like it, I think, too. Or they just don't think about the comics. And the comics just gravitate towards it because it's good. If it's good, it's good. You know? Mm-hmm. I definitely think if you're trying to make your friends laugh by being silly and doing inside shit and being fucking weird for the sake of being weird. Not that I'm saying weird doesn't work. Some of my favorite comics are complete weirdos and are nothing like what I am what I do on stage. Yeah. Um, but there's a difference. There's definitely a fucking difference of... Uh, and you can see how they present it. I've seen those comics on stage like fucking shooting their jokes past the audience to the back of the room. Yeah. Like you could see like that's where they're going with it. And I think that is kind of bad for comedy. And there is a coddling that I've noticed over the last few years, which it's always an overcorrection. Everything fucking happens in society like this. Like my parents were so hard on me. Not me. I'm not saying this like in general. Right. This generation was so hard on their kids so that when those kids had kids, they went super easy on them. Mm. And then the next generation will find a middle balance. And then the next generation will do that thing. And, you know, it fucking goes back and forth, back and forth. That's, that's just how it fucking goes. And I feel like in comedy right now, for whatever reason, there's definitely this safety net. Because you'll see there are some comics that won't dare do certain rooms. Yeah. Because they're like, why would I do that room? I'm going to fucking eat shit there. Or that's not my audience. I don't want those people to be my fans. Where it used to be, to be considered a real comic, you went everywhere. Yeah. I remember hearing stories from fucking Patrice O'Neill on stuff and like going into a room in the South where it's like nothing but hillbillies where it's like, Oh, I look like I watched into a clam meeting. This is terrifying. Or see uh, Louis CK had a great story about going to a bar in Virginia. That was an actual trailer park. He drove from New York city when he was, you know, kind of coming up and broke 
and needed that money and looked at the venue and thought, this isn't a place I would stop to use the bathroom in, let alone be the entertainment for the evening. Yeah. And I had to go in there. And then he said, it ended up being one of the best shows. Yeah. You know, because there's no better audience than an audience that needs to laugh. Yes. And, so and once he shredded the whole judging these people before even getting to know them, it was a great time. But I know there are some comics who are just like, nope, would never do that. Why would I go there? They're not my brand. They're not my whatever. And we're just like, fine. That, and, but then I guess that's okay. There's enough fucking avenues, enough platforms I, out there where you don't have to. You can I, be a successful comedian without ever performing live in this day and age. Ugh. Gross. I guess you wouldn't be a stand-up comedian, but Gosh, you'd be a comedian. I guess. You know? It is gross. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't want anything to do with all that. I don't want anything. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I don't want to be like a brand. I don't know what my brand is. I don't know. Motherfucker. I mean, no, I'm saying just, that's the name of your album, right? That's or, the aim, yeah, that's the name of. Are you naming the album that or was that yeah. just what you were going to name? Motherfucker. It? Motherfucker. Motherfucker. I think that's like you. You're this like. But I'm like more than you one have way. A style. Yeah, I know. You have different. I felt that's what was annoying about L.A. to me a little bit was that they try to box you in. Yeah. I remember meeting with one person where it's like you talk about too many different things like like this comment. They talk about their immigrant father and this comment talks about the blah, blah, blah. I, honestly, this about I really don't, like, I don't mind know. that like nobody like I like to just show up at a place and do whatever I do up there and then leave. Yeah. And just have it be whatever that was. But, like, I mean, if you build a following and a fan base, like, you probably can't do that. You can't continue to do that because then people are expecting something. If you build a following and a fan base and they like you because they never, they don't know what the fuck you're going to say. Because you, That's what I want. I've had you on this podcast in the past, you know, back when That's, you were polite. I didn't know that and, was um, <laughs> and <laughs> When was that? Yeah. You know, when, when we Never. had fun conversations about toilet paper and your writing process or lack thereof, which I think is your process. Yeah. In a sense, your process is you don't have a process. Right. Right. You just kind of anti. I mean, yeah, you process. you know what you want to say, essentially, but you're not committed to like you don't write down a set list. You don't write your jokes out on paper. You go up there and you talk. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have jokes where it's like because I've seen you do the same jokes yeah. multiple nights in a row. So clearly, you know what you're doing to an extent, but you're not committed to any one thing. Just funny because you talked about having commitment issues all but twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Anyway, though, can't even finish this water. I know I'm thirsty as fuck. I kind of want to take the rest <laughs> of your water, but I don't too. Um, no, you don't. Is that? And now you're spilling shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I think it's interesting that you don't. Yeah, you're not set in your ways, and I think that's part of what people like. You're like, I don't know what she's gonna say. That's and so if you build up yeah. a following or a fan base. And they like you for that reason. That'd when they buy, t- yeah, when they buy tickets to your show, they're gonna like that about you. Uh, they're not gonna be like, wait a minute, she's talking I about being a mother. She never talked about being a mother before. Like, you know, like that's the thing. So I think a lot of these comics, if they become, I'm the comic like that talks specific. Like, I think Jim Gaffigan's an amazing comedian. Yeah, he's great, awesome. But he talks about his family, which is fine. I talk about my family a lot. Mm-hmm. Talks about food. If he were to do a special. Which no, those two topics never get discussed. His diehards would be like, "What the fuck am I listening to right now?" What if Jim Gaffigan came out in like a harness and like a you know like some S and M types? Like it was totally what would that reaction? He came out like what's that? Like just totally different. You know what I mean? There was a Mexican performer that would do that. Would be like in a G string and some weird leather chaps and some of the documentary comedian with Seinfeld. Caesar oh, Salazar or something. Oh, thanks for the water, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, 
I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, that would probably, <laughs> I think it would be great. But well, uh, it I makes mean, me I don't think, think of, it would um, be a smart thing to do. No, but it's, <laughs> think about, um, it would be funny, did you ever though. see that HBO thing where it's like talking funny? It was with Ricky Gervais, uh, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, and Louis C.K. Yeah. Four of them. And the N-word came up. And Chris Rock was talking about how Louis says it in a way where he gets away with it. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris Rock is a black guy was cool with it. You know, they're friends. He knows he's not racist and all that stuff. And then Jerry was like, yeah, I just don't find humor in that word. That's why I can never make a joke about something I don't find humor in. And then Chris Rock and Louis would be like, God, wouldn't it be great if Jerry had an N-word joke? <laughs> like if everyone's like, you hear Seinfeld's new N-word joke, you know? And then it was, yeah. that part was funny. And it made me think, what if Seinfeld in 2019 went on stage and started saying the N-word left and right? Yeah. His audience would be like, what the fuck? Right. So, But the thing is with you, if you brand your brand, I, I hate using Ugh. that word too. I know, I know. it does feel it's very- like, I'm a human being. I'm it, not a brand. It feels very <laughs> corporate, which is what comedians are supposed to like rebel against, is that uh, the fact that you're unpredictable- is what like it's sells. very predictable. Yeah, but that's what's cool though too. You can say anything because of that. It takes longer. Well, I think to anybody can build that any, audience though. My how I feel about it is anybody can say anything if you say it fun and if it's funny. Sure. If you can say you could say literally you could say the worst thing if you can say it funny. Yes. To me. Not to, I understand that not everybody feels that way, but as for my, if, as an audience member, to me, like, I can, you can joke about literally anything and I will laugh at the worst stuff if you say it in a way that makes, that triggers that reaction in me, which is, you know, if it's funny, I, I can forgive almost anything. I would agree. And the if thing it, of, a I- laugh really forgives things for me the thing about that too is that comedians need to understand is that the harder the subject material the better the joke needs to be i mean right. if you're t- if you're just you can't have a, a mediocre rape joke right if, you, if you're gonna play in that fucking I mean, world you can't can. i mean but it's not it's, it's, it's not it's gonna be bad for you yeah well, i mean you can say whatever you want so people forget you can say whatever you want no one's stopping you from saying whatever consequences, you want there's right. consequences I mean, we might have touched on it like a week or so ago. James, maybe it was the last podcast. The Shane Gillis SNL thing. Yeah. Yeah, SNL was totally within the rights to fire him. He said something stupid and all this kind of shit. And, you know, it wasn't like a joke, so it's hard to even defend what he said. If he was on stage trying a joke, you could say, like, oh, I can see the angle he did. But, you know, whatever he said. And and I know it was taken out of context, what he was saying and all that. But uh, I remember people being like, there's no cancel culture. He just did a set at the stand last night. And I'm like, what do you want to starve? Is you saying he can't even do stand up right. now? He's supposed to be like Scar from yeah. Lion King and just shunned into a cave I, and to which, which he would deserve Scar because he killed his brother and fucking tried to kill his nephew. Yeah, Shane didn't, didn't kill his brother or nephew. I don't think. Right, but did I was he? just, just saying. Well, Google if I'm Shane did that. that. You know, being shunned. No, I know what you're saying. I know. I was just fucking around. Um, but that's how people. I hate when someone says he wasn't canceled. They still do this other thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, what, but his like, whole life is supposed to be over. That's what I, I don't, I want to know what the punishment is. What is, what would have been the acceptable amount of time for Louis to not do stand up anymore? Who, or did they want more remorse? That? I know that's what I'm saying. Who gets to decide? There's still a segment of our population Nobody gets to that decide thinks, that. I agree, nobody. But there's a segment of our population that thinks there is a they. Well, they go, they isn't. need to do this. They need to do that. I go, who the fuck is they? Right. Who's the they? Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who is this fictional they? People can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, Twitter. Yeah, I know. It's Twitter. Twitter's the fucking worst. 
I don't understand Twitter. how people. Facebook to me has turned into just dog videos. I go on Facebook, I see dog videos. <laughs> I know. So I don't even. I used to. I used to think Facebook was by did far the worst. Did you see that thing I put? I think Twitter's worse now. I interrupted you now. No, go ahead. Uh, did you I see that mind. thing I put on uh, Facebook today? It's. I didn't did go you on see Facebook it, James? Today. It's a. Uh, okay, so somebody took. Um, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It made me so excited, and I'm so happy about it. Someone took a coin. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then hollowed out a carrot and put the the coin in the carrot and then painted it or put like sunflower powder, seeds yeah sunflower seeds and and putty in there and then painted it so it looked like it would never nothing was ever touched on it the carrot an actual carrot then they took a cucumber and put it in there and did the same thing painted it and then they hollowed out a chair and then put it in the chair arm and sanded it and painted it what was the point of that what do you think the point of it is? I, I don't know. So somewhat like so, you could be sitting in a chair that had um, sunflower seeds and a cucumber and a carrot and a coin in it. Like, and you would not even know. Like inside. Okay. Is the point of that? So somewhere down the road, you're going to be like, why does my chair smell like rotting vegetables? <laughs> oh, someone put rotting vegetables inside the chair. What? A, why would they do that? Like. <laughs> I don't know. I got to watch the video. What do you think about it? Why do you think they did it? Why do you think they did it? I'll tell you. To be silly? To be funny? I don't know why they did it. You don't know why? I don't know. I thought there was like a scientific point to this. I thought like there was a a thing coming up where. I think the point is imagine how fucking cool it would be if you got that coin. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole point for me. How are they ever going to find the coin? I don't know, but imagine if you did. They probably never will. But is it a half dollar? What What is it? it What if the chair broke? What if the chair broke and you you saw a cucumber and you're like, what? And then the cucumber's gone. These people who did it are fucking on drugs, right? Were they were they high? No, there was no information. It was just a (laughs) silent video. It's like Can you get the video up on that thing? Yeah, real quick please play the sorry. video. Or my phone's about sorry, to die. I'll I just listen podcast listeners, I'll explain what the fuck the thing is. If I can, well, Kristen just explained it. I'm just it's curious for my own work. We'll talk about other things while you get it up. Um No, yeah. I just found it interesting because I think it's a beautiful thing. You don't think that that's a cool thing? I think that's cool, but I didn't see the video. And I'm just going off your description. You're you're telling me that they I can't wait for you to they see hit it now. a coin inside a carrot and then put the carrot in a chair no in a cucumber in a cucumber and painted it so you couldn't tell it was cut open and they put sunflower seeds in then they put yeah and then they um this okay yeah here yeah okay watch (sighs) and they glued the sunflower seeds down explain this dude put some putty painted the orange over it so you have no idea (laughs) cucumber in there hollowed out cucumber the carrots inside the hollowed out cucumber i'm doing play by play for everybody Plays brought to you by, and then dumped more sunflower seeds <laughs> in the wooden it. arm of the chair, glued it, <laughs> painted over, sanded it down, fresh paint. They do, they do a good job. <laughs> they clearly have skill. Yeah. And then that's the video. <laughs> so Isn't one day the chair is gonna break, oh and sunflower God. seeds and rotting carrot and fucking cucumber are gonna go everywhere. And the coin. And the oh my God. <laughs> by the way, that was a fucking quarter. That's not even exciting. No, it says a one on it. Was it? That's a, it's not a quarter. Okay, so it's just someone being silly. That's fine though. I like mindless shit like that every now and then. It's not mindless, dude. 
uh, okay. Mindless is scratching your ass and not knowing you're doing it. Why are you scratching your ass? Did you say, it, oh, you don't know? Uh, yeah. You didn't let me finish. All right. <laughs> no, I heard you, but I reacted to the first part instead of the second part. It's like Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Reactionary. All right. Um, no, but isn't that cool, though? Yeah. It's interesting. It's great. But it's just doing, imagine you're fucking. You know yeah, they'd be like, what the fuck? This is oh weird. God, Where'd you buy this chair? It'd be the Oh, my God. I got to take a picture of this and put it on Facebook now. It'd be the coolest thing. Yeah, it's. It's fucking weird. It would start dynasties. <laughs> the sisterhood the of the quest. traveling chair. It would be like a quest to figure it out. It's strange. It's so great. It's very strange. I love um, it. I'm dumbfounded by it. I'm going to start fucking opening everything I see, trying to find a carrot coin or something. Do you have any kind of skills what if like that? What in this? Um, I got this for free. I have on, no skills. Uh, Craigslist. I, I got this for free on Craigslist, this table. Yeah, there um, could be something in it. I checked. There's no cash, at least. Um, that's not hollowed out enough. Sturdy, though. When I when I came by yesterday, James There's was standing in on it. it. There's something James in it. James was standing on it as he was putting up. What did, what did you do? Lights behind this or something? Yeah, lights behind the curtain. Okay, good. We good. should just start opening all the furniture. I mean, I've drilled so many holes Look in this it. table already. Yeah, we knew that. Oh. The part of it slides out like a desk. <laughs> it slides out where you put. That's where you put like your fucking keyboard. Oh. That part of the desk. I thought I found something. Okay. Um, I don't know where to go from here. This is a very... Um, I'm just joking. I know. I know you're joking, but I don't know what to uh, say. I'm going to huff that glade in a minute. Yeah? <laughs> Am I taking the reins here or what? You kind of are. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know if you want doing. me to or not. I would like I'm trying to. to. I'm trying to let you go, but I might have to. Giddy up. Do you used to huff? Do you used to huff paint? <laughs> I have, yeah, clearly. Yeah, um, clearly. No, I did in seventh grade or something. Glade, actually. But they had the pop tops, so I would spray it into the top. In the top. And then you I did found... a lot of drugs in high school, right? Yeah. See, here's the thing, man. I The D.A.R.E. program worked on me. Aww. When I was told don't do drugs, <laughs> I did not do drugs That's for great. that reason. You shouldn't have. I mean, good. I'm and not yeah, encouraging I'm not people so to people... huff things. Don't. It's bad for you. And then once I found out that Especially you could great. die from it, then I stopped. Yeah. I didn't like it anyway. What was the high like? It's more like you. Did you ever do the, the thing where markers? You, did you ever do the thing where you pass out? Oh, the pass out game. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like choke, that. Yeah. You just get dizzy. Not it's worth not it. Fun. It's always stupid. not worth dying over getting dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like shit that kids. That's like. what I always say. <laughs> All that stuff was stuff that city kids didn't really do. Honestly, all, more drug abuse is in the suburbs. Yeah, in oh, small yeah. towns than in the city. In the city, people like smoked weed, but it was uh, suburban kids were the ones doing cocaine. Yeah, because you know, city kids were a little more broke. I think I don't mm -hmm. know. Like, it just wasn't as easy to come by. Because if you wanted to get that stuff, you'd really like, go into really bad neighbors in the city. And city kids knew what neighbors to avoid. Yeah. Or I think maybe suburban kids. I don't know where they got it from. Out of I their would dad's go to those, drawer. No, I would go to those neighborhoods in the city. And you would. It. Yeah. Oh, you go straight down North Avenue, right? No, I would 290 to Independence. Oh, West Side. I don't know where that is. A couple times to get stuff. <laughs> what stuff were you getting back then? Heroin. Were you doing heroin? Snorting it. Just, oh. I never shot it up, thank God. I can't imagine you tying one Because my best friend. On. You know what that, that expression comes from, that everyone? Let's tie one on. That's a heroin expression. Oh, yeah. 
Well, it's a great song. It ruined so many kids' lives that I went to school with, including my best friend who she's still in prison now. Wow. She, Damn. Yeah. How long has she been in prison for? Well, she's been in and out, you know, but like she no, I don't struggled know. with the. Oh. I'm just saying, like, with addiction, you go oh, in and out. Oh, I got you. Oh, she's addicted. So, I thought she was selling. No. No. So, anyway. But, yeah. We would go into the city. Get, what do you think about... She would go all the time. I mean, I, I stopped because I got caught. And well, yeah. to rehab. That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, what do you think about... So, marijuana's going to become completely legal in Illinois. It'll be eventually legal, hopefully federally, at some point. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, they should I, let the people yes, out. Yes, I agree that they should let the people out who were arrested under that. Mm-hmm. But I heard someone say they should be getting the chance to open up the dispensaries. Oh, yes. <gasps> no, I disagree with what that. What the fuck? Why? That'd be Because awesome. you didn't play by the rules the first time. Yeah. You don't play by the rules. Nobody's playing by the rules. Hello. And now you get a fucking business. <laughs> That's fucking garbage. You should you dude. should get your freedom, but I don't think you should get a fucking crack at a business. Bro, they're the they best ones apply like running it. Else. Why shouldn't they run it? They know all the best hookups, dude. Give me that good weed. I don't know. I, th- I, th- I mean, yeah. I if they were see the best at running it, they wouldn't have gotten fucking caught. So clearly they're not the best at know. running it. Find the people who didn't get Glad caught and let them get me. the shot. Maybe they're so good at running it, they had too many customers, and that's how they got found out. Again, if you get caught, you're not that great at doing something. I mean, the, the, that's true. the weed money, let's just focus on the fact that the weed money revenue coming in this year Let's just hope that it actually goes toward to the state, pe- the people of the state, and like that we get some schools fixed since the teachers are on strike right now, like that type of shit. Before we start giving, um, you know, yeah, this strike let's is interesting. Just, well, let's I hope they do slow it down. Let's just hope it's not like it doesn't get stolen <laughs> at this point. The revenue. I mean, a like, lot of the revenue is going to go to paying out off debts that already exist. And that's what's going to suck yeah. for people because it's almost. I remember we're when, in debt, the state. Yeah. Not. When there's been past stimuluses. Remember under the George W. Bush's second term, everyone got like a check for like 600 bucks in the mail. Oh, my God. Can we do that again? And the thing is, they thought it would stimulate the economy, but it didn't because a lot of people just paid off debt they already had. So it was like a neutral effect. Oh, they were hoping yeah. everyone would take the six hundred bucks. Gotta like, give more, Go to the baby. mall, baby, Buy and then a, that would bail out. Grow up the grow the economy that way. Thousand um, dollars a month or something. Yeah, a lot of Andrew Yang. That's why I like Yang's idea. Actually, it's a trickle a thousand, up economy. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's all it takes. Oh, that would you really help buy artists. my vote? Yes, you yeah. will. It would really help artists to get like people in. I hate artists. I hate that term. But like comedians, why? actors, and shit. I don't like it. It's pretentious to you. Yes, artists are people who paint pictures. Not people who tell jokes. I paint very bad pictures. Do you? Do you paint? Oh, yeah, you were telling me that you paint yeah. at home. Yeah. You could become a female joker. You're an interruption away from just losing on everybody, I feel like. I felt it. I felt the anger. <laughs> and because because I'm an angry person, it made me fucking go back at you a little bit. I know. That was, there was a moment there. Well, the, Dude, you, you know, know what? how many thoughts went through my head in the moments after that? <laughs> I thought, I'm never doing this podcast again. This is the end of it. I am dangerously close to ending this podcast, people listening. I am. I don't have a desire to do it anymore. Why? It just it hasn't been fun for me in months. Um, I inevitably have like, you know, the it's first great. The first Fuck 50 you. to 60 episodes, there was rarely a lull. I would say the last 15 to 20 episodes, there's always one part in the podcast where I'm like, all right, um, hmm, what else can we talk oh, about? Really? Like, yeah. So Maybe that's you telling me something. Take some notes. Maybe just take a hiatus, make myself miss it. Oh, yeah. 
But then here's what happens. The people, then you get nobody start all over. It. Well, then that's a sign that it wasn't right. I have no problem. I, this will, this is my third on my, well, really, no. I started off with Naked Sports Live with Gailey. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a nice two-year run. You know, we had not a huge listener base, but loyal little group. Um, did some fun stuff with it. Got like uh, we wrote a couple sketches. They got like on NBC Sports. We did like the Just for Last thing. Anyway, then I didn't do any for a while. And then me and Marty tried one for a little bit. Then Marty moved. Marty lived in LA for like eight months, and then he moved back. So we did podcast. You should know we called it, which was just kind of like we we had some segments, but we kind of talked about everything. Then I decided I missed talking about sports, so I started comedians talking sports, which is Naked Sports Live without Gailey, just me. She was the first guest on it though, and then I would just have a different comedian on each week. That was fun for a while. Um, then I had a kid and stuff got in the way. So then I just did comedians talking baseball with Mike Bryanstein, which we, I still do. We do that over the phone. Everyone check out comedians talking baseball. Then I missed, I wanted just to fucking, you know, I don't like sitting and waiting around for stuff to happen. And I, I like listening to podcasts. So I'm like, I'll start my own where I, I could showcase my <laughs> I like opinions. sit the fuck down. Right. So I, to <laughs> I didn't want to just do like the Joe Kilgallen show. Yeah. So I just thought, ooh, I like to have beers with people. And I, my favorite conversations are usually at bars or pubs where people are like kind of shouting over each other and just talking yeah. about random bullshit. Really Sometimes random bullshit. Is what I yeah. And um, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start Kilgallen's Pub because I do yeah. like podcasting. But um, and I have seven, seven, three sports now. with My buddy Herb Lawrence, which is just Chicago sports. So I have three current podcasts right now. I'm trying to think of like if I I had because James and I talked about me doing a podcast, but I like my interest like you have sports, you know, drinking, but no, but I'm just saying like you have like things you're into and what I'm into. (laughs) I think it's too weird to talk about bird bathing and. <laughs> that's what I was trying to get out of you in like a way. The weirdest because shit. Kristen, five minutes before the podcast start, will be like, "We'll be having the best conversation." Podcast starts, you'd be like, "I don't know, I don't know, I'm not sure." The one with you and Adam, where I got really pissed off. I remember being like, "You're getting quiet on me right now." I was. You were because we, that was the one where we talked about the Shane Gillis stuff. Oh, because I was high. Yeah. And I'm shy a little bit sometimes. But you're always down to do the podcast, which I, which I appreciate. Yeah, because I, love I, I, you know, I, like I love having you, you as a guest. You fuck. I like you too, Kristen. You're a nice fella. I appreciate that. You're a sweetheart of a lady. <laughs> can I no, say that? Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I know, I know. Dude, yeah, but hosting a podcast right now has got to be real stressful. doesn't stop me. I say stupid shit on this thing every fucking week. I say something that. Do you worry about it? No, I don't. No one listens to it. What the fuck am I going to who are they get in trouble? The fucking 12 people who, who follow the podcast? Yeah. The, the, what would happen is if I ever get something big, like, you know, if I sell a script or if I got hired on a show or whatever, It'll which are things I'm not up. even really pursuing right now, I would immediately go, I would log right in and go delete. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would, that's where fucking that guy fucked up. All right. Maybe, maybe he, but he ended up deleting after on the surface, but that's what kills me. These professional athletes or these people left and right, they'll be like, you, you tweeted this when you were fucking 15 in 2013. And they're like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. I'm like, dude, as soon as you get, you, as, soon, as soon as you sign that contract, you have to immediately be like, fucking hit delete and then just deactivate and then start over. But th- here's the thing is we all need to learn that we're allowed to grow and we have to be accepting of that um, because our our kids are growing up with everything recorded and 
they deserve to f- be able to fuck up and be forgiven. Just like I do, just like you do, just like everyone does. We need to learn and 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 get past it because it's the technology's not going to go away as much as I mean the use of it I think will go down because I think people are starting to get flip phones or getting fed up with it but human beings are not designed to be like every word is is recorded and you're held to it by strangers that don't know you they don't know you know they're only judging you based on that one thing and it's like especially comedians we say the most outlandish shit just to make each other laugh yeah which taken out of context could really fuck us over right and that's not i mean the goal is not to beat us all into some sort of submission the goal is for us to all evolve into beings that are like oh i can i can see we don't agree on this but I'm going to look past it and see you for who you are. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the goal in the end up. But we're not doing that. And we're not going quietly, myself included, into that. We're fighting it so hard. And it's like, no, I have to be right. And this guy is my enemy. And this guy is, you know, the fucking devil because he said, uh, you know, whatever. And it's like we write off people. And there needs to be a road back from whatever it is. And also, we need to remember that people aren't the sum of one thing they said or did. And No, I like that. I like you got, we got a lot of people to grow and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, society doesn't – see, that's another thing that has been we, – We have to grow ourselves. Yeah, been weighing on me is the fucking – Every episode of this podcast, inevitably, we get into a conversation about how much I hate social media, or not hate it because I don't hate it. I fucking don't. I've accepted it. We're all addicted it. to it. I like Instagram. I like YouTube. I just there are patterns I see in social media that anger me. And um, well, because and it's my too social media, your social media, you're doing a great job with like the YouTube and and the career and everything. For me, like my personality does not suit and there's many people like me where your personality does not suit that medium yeah my oh, my yeah. comedy doesn't suit twitter mm. my the the things that are like in most endearing about me does not i don't think reflect in in social media world now i went through many different reactions to that like trying to trying to be that and trying to do and all of that is just I don't want to have anything to do with it to be honest like I like social media but I don't want to have to worry about that like my my whole thing is I'm just going to be who I am and I'm trying to figure out who I am and I can't be trying to explain who I am to the whole world when I don't even know yeah and I don't want to. I don't want to be that. I don't want to say that because then I have to be that all the time. It's like if you do like a um, a certain Twitter style, then you have to do that all the time. That's why people follow you. Uh-huh. I don't want people to follow me because they expect like <sighs> it's exhausting. The whole fucking that. thing is exhausting. It's so bizarre. It's like an, I've been getting into it. it doesn't. Tw- it's not something we're used. Uh, 
I started to, to um, it's brand new. I started to just tweet about baseball. Like I like I've gotten into like baseball Twitter. Yeah, it's like a whole. Wait, like I Reddit, saw that like when we were driving to Iowa. Fucking, I've gotten into it with so many the Cubs thing. Remember? Yeah, like I I love the Cubs. So I, and Twitter has just become so poisonous. Every time I go on Twitter, it's the same shit. The same people tweeting the same shit over and over and over again. And people I don't even follow, I see their stuff because other people like their shit, and it's just like stuff that I'm just like, oh, this is so. It's a rerun. It's fucking boring, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm just gonna live over here. Because this is fun for me, and if I lose followers who are like, I follow you because I like your stand-up, not because I want to see you fight with Cubs fans or whatever, or fight with... Dude, I've got... But then it's fucking with my brain, because I'm getting angry at these people for not thinking the way I think, Mm -hmm. which is stupid on my end, you know? And some people, it's, oh, we disagree, but I I like your style, or I I can see where you came to that. And other people are just fucking morons. This one dude, I don't follow him, but he kept popping up on my fucking thing, right? Yeah, what is with that when you're That's seeing people? It's so you're annoying. But the dude posted a picture of himself. He's like a huge Cubs fan, apparently, of himself outside of Yankee Stadium. And I, I looked at the picture and I'm like, "That's not this guy. That's an actor." Because I started rewatching the show Justify, which is fucking an awesome show, and I recognized the actor from one of the fucking episodes. So I went back and looked at it because it was like I watched the episode the day before, and this is an actor named Joe Mazzello or something, who actually was the little kid in the first Jurassic Park. And it's, he's like, he's in a bunch of shit now. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? He's got a good career going for him. And I just go, I commented going, hey, you look just like this guy. And he got defensive back to me. And then one of his friends like, got defensive towards me, started calling me a shitty comedian. Yeah. She said he's a misogynist. Jeez. He's fucking this. I saw his show once, which she didn't see my show once. And then one of my friends stepped in being like, hey, find one joke of Joe's on YouTube because he's got fucking a lot on there in which he's, you know, anti-women, anti-gay, anti-black, whatever. And he goes, I'll buy you dinner. And then they commented, typical fucking sexist trying to buy a woman dinner. And I'm like, you cannot win with these fucking people, right? You just can't. And it's um, that's why I deleted the Twitter app. I'd wake up in like middle of the night. I wake up to put my son back to sleep. You know, the little one, he wakes up in the middle of the night still. And, you know, I'm, I kind of awake. So while I'm rocking him, I got my phone out. Yeah. And I'm on this god awful website. Yeah. Just scrolling, getting angry. I know. And it's fucking poison. I know. And. I don't know. And all this shit is just so fucking exhausting. Like, do you ever want to quit? Do you ever want to quit comedy and all this shit? Yeah. Honest to God, if I could have a job that paid me like, okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't a second. I would let it all go. I, That's how I've been feeling lately. Yeah. And I'm sure in a week I'll be like, I can't believe I thought that. I love this. Comedy's the best. Stamp's amazing. This is all great. Let's all hold hands and skip. When but you get dude, a new idea. Dude, this is, is fucking awful. It is like... I know. Just like this fucking nonstop. There's never, you know what the worst part about standup is? There's no end. There's no retirement. When do we get to put our heads down? I don't know. Bob Newhart's like 90 and still doing it. Don Rickles, I saw it before he died. I saw him. He was like 90. I don't know how old he was. 90. What made me feel I saw like. I him at Horseshoe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he There's still like had a, it. He, he crushed. At least those guys have their fucking fan base and shit like that so i guess you work right. until you have a fan base and all that but you well, need to keep ha- them happy and all this shit twitter and they didn't and that's the difference right thing. i but we have friends who are getting huge stuff mm-hmm. things they probably were like i can't but when i started I, this was a dream and the dreams are being achieved and they don't seem any happier than they were before this shit i know and they seem like what's next all yeah. right i i got this i checked that off the list I, I got to do that show. I mm-hmm. got my own special. I got my own this. I got my you own that. You have to really enjoy I got a, all I got, of it. I'm a cast member on a TV. I got all that shit. Which is very hard to enjoy doing stand-up for the love of doing it. I think, you know, 
Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I thought about quitting like last week. Yeah. You know, I thought about quitting. One person came to my show on Friday. The rest of the weekend was great. So I just like one person came. So I just sat in the lobby and talked to her for like an hour. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, you know, it is the worst. Anyway, yeah, but this has been Kilgallen's Pub, everybody. <laughs> Let's end on that sour fucking note. It's great, though. Um, no, I don't We're know. lucky to be able to do it. We are. It's a privilege. Somehow. It is a privilege that <laughs> Your face. we do not You're appreciate. Like, no, and yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't appreciate it all the time for sure. I definitely don't. I'll hopefully get back on track, or I won't. Or I won't. And maybe you will, that'll be but okay it's too. the Twitter, dude. Don't don't lump performing stand up in with Twitter. It's not the I, same I don't, thing. I, I, it's, it's not even the same fucking thing. It's yeah, you're right. It's not. It's like I don't saying like you Twitter. don't like rice because you can't eat bread. Like what? Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. I'm just. I don't know. I just don't fucking care sometimes. Well, no shit. But that's everything. Give a shit. That's everything. You think your wife likes being a nurse all the time? No, that's true. You think like she likes time. everything about it? No. But you know what's nice about being a nurse is that you have a degree, right? It's there. Do you want Can me to hand you a piece of paper? Yeah, that says hey, I majored in stand-up comedy. Well, I mean, you've been doing it for long enough. Too long. Where you would have multiple degrees in it if there was such a thing. What would be a good job for me? Am I too old to be a fireman? I could take that class. I could get in shape. What am I going to do? I don't know. You have a high school diploma, at least. You can marry someone. <laughs> yeah, that worked out the first time. <laughs> Fucking <joking>. Jesus. <laughs> I literally just told you to marry for money. Um, yeah, I don't know. You Sorry, listeners, someone. that this is becoming this very is getting Well, this is a real one. two comics at a pub talk. This is. This is what two comedians talk about on a podcast. And this is me just going back. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm going back and forth looking at my apps. Why am I doing this? Because you're addicted to it. And I am. It's muscle memory. I am. Yeah. It's the Bad. phone. I'm it's taking not, a hiatus. Don't br- don't blame We're taking a hiatus comedy for your phone addiction. And I won't either. Everyone come see me at, uh, at Dr. Grins. We're pink and swearing. See me at Dr. Grins in Grand Rapids this fucking weekend. I'm still funny on stage. I still, once, I, once the fucking mic gets out of the stand in my hand, I bring it. So you are. If you're in Grand Rapids, come out to that show. But, um. Dr. Grins is a fucking awesome club. I loved it the last time I was there. And we'll still can keep putting the videos on YouTube while we can. Yeah, and congrats on that. Yeah. Anyway. I got my album, Motherfucker, coming out. That is going to be the shit. People are going to love and that. And my release party is at Comedians You Should Know. Yeah, date? On the 20th of November oh, in cool. Chicago. Who's uploading it for you and doing that? Do you have a label? Uh, you're the label. Okay. Comedians You Should Know is the label. All right, well, let me get the fucking shit quicker than don't pull a someone else that barely gave me enough time to put the thing up. If it's November 20th, I need those tracks this week. Well, that's <laughs> with James. All right, I need to know that. All right, everyone, um, go back to other episodes that were funnier. Uh, no, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good episode. Um, sometimes you got to, it can't all be funny. Sometimes it's got to be deep. I like what you, Kristen, was was, deep? you shined in this one. I like what you said about we have to evolve and everything like that. Well, you're right. No, you bucked me up a little bit. Um, it's not your job to do that, though. Um, this is yeah, the podcast. Is. That everybody. is the whole job. Follow Kristen Toomey at Kristen Toomey. And I love Thank you. Bye. you. Bye. Cheers.